On the other side of Texas, history has its place. On the other side of Texas, justice rules the case. They don't like it, they don't love it. They say we're all wrong, but on the other side of Texas halls, we roll on. Hey there, howdy. Thanks for tuning in and telling friends that you hang out right here on the other side of Texas. We just got put up on Spotify, got our credentials. So anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us and appreciate all you who listen to podcasts as well as those of you who listen live. If you're listening live, you got questions as we roll along, 806-745-5800. You can text those questions in. Your host, Jay West, Texas Leeson, as always, broadcasting from the studios where Buddy Holly became famous, Waylon became famous, and Raven On is uh, what we do. And then we do it here on the program in the Racer Car Wash Studios. Racer Car Wash voted Lubbock's best wash five years running. Stop into one of five convenient locations across Hub City for the best wash around, guaranteed. Check out your best location at racerwash.com. I told you right after it went down. I told you so. That's my uh, Randy Travis. I told you so. Beto isn't just running. He is, Beto O'Rourke isn't just running. He's full sprint, full speed ahead running. Uh, This from Politico, it's Trump versus Beto in border wall showdown. The president is set to rally in the hometown of his likely 2020 rival, and O'Rourke plans to hit back at a protest of his own. Dateline El Paso the showdown between Donald Trump and Beto O'Rourke over the president's border wall is about to get real. The president was en route to O'Rourke's hometown Monday for a campaign rally touting his long-sought border wall, but Beto O'Rourke is set to headline at a counter-rally at a sports complex across the street, setting the stage for the first in-person clash of 2020 between Trump and potential Democratic rival. Um, Story goes on. The call and response in Washington and West Texas. West Texas. Far, far, far West Texas. That's the judge. Let me turn you up, judge. Um, the, The what? El Paso. El Paso. Yeah, you're on. Okay. Well, commentary as we roll along. The call and response in Washington is where I don't know if you were on or not, J- Judge. Why, why don't you check it out one more time? Hello. Okay, we'll figure that out here in just a second. Uh, the cul-de-sac of West Texas, the judge says. The call and response in Washington and West Texas crystallized the partisan battle over immigration before Trump landed in this border city, starting uh, staring down a potential second government shutdown over border security. Trump picked this heavily Democratic and Latino region to redouble his call for a border wall, an issue that propelled him to the presidency and remains at the center of his re-election campaign. So here's some local intelligence. First of all, 
I believe it was Greg Abbott who was able to recoup all of his losses there on the uh, in his election in El Paso just on the I-27 corridor alone between Lubbock and Amarillo. So I wouldn't just hold El Paso out to be this beacon that is, uh, it's true that it is democratic, but it can be overcome. But all those folks who said, you know what, uh, Beto O'Rourke is not going to run, he's just going to sit back, maybe go into private business, whatever he's going to do, the guy is running, and he's got to run. He absolutely has to run. Uh, whenever you see the turnout that he generated, uh, he's going to do his best. And I have a hard time in my heart of hearts seeing that a Joe Biden or one of these no-names can overcome Beto O'Rourke in the presidential election. And part of the reason that I think uh, he's running is because he helped turn 12 House seats in Texas, which is no small thing. And win a couple of seats in the texas senate and that's where i want to go next this per the quorum report senate sources dan patrick the lieutenant governor who presides over the senate and 31 senators may seek to pass blocker bills making it possible to bring sb2 to the floor with a simple majority this is how this breaks down this is a story right now in texas Right now, in order to get SB2 to the floor, which would put appraisal caps, and we do have Judge Curtis Parrish, Lubbock County Judge, in studio right now. Now I think we've got you fixed there, Judge. You want to say hello? Hello. Yeah, yeah. here we are. There you are. The voice of your Texas Tech Red Raiders. Um, the way it works right now is that in order for a bill to come to the floor, you have to have 19 votes. Dan Patrick could usurp that because there are many who believe he doesn't have 19 votes to get SB2 to the floor. SB2, which would put a cap on rollback rate elections at currently 2.5%. He doesn't have the votes in the Senate, and that's on cities and counties. Again, we'll get in with the judge here in just a moment on that. But he doesn't have the votes to get to the floor. So what does Dan Patrick do? He makes it to be a blocker bill. What's a blocker bill? A blocker bill, pay no attention to the name, is usually what they call a rosebush bill. It's about landscaping at the Capitol. It's about uh, things of little or no consequence. But Dan Patrick could move as presiding officer of the Senate that SB2, which is a monumental bill, maybe a generational bill could move it to a blocker bill status to landscaping status in order to get past Kel Seliger and some others in order to get it to the floor and then he could just pass it with a simple majority once it gets to the floor something Dan Patrick would do I hereby forward and judge you were simply just here when I said this you did not say it yourself I am going to start referring to Dan Patrick as Lord Dan Patrick on this program. It's whatever you wish, my lord, whatever you wish, because it's totally contrary to the culture of and the legacy of the Texas Senate to uh, 
totally skirt around members of that Senate in order to get done a piece of agenda. He said it's always up to the Senate as to what we vote for. Well, Dan Patrick is not for the Senate in this regard. And another story that we'll get to tomorrow on the program, Dan Patrick's lake house, a million-plus house, um, guess what his property taxes have done that yours have not done? They've gone down. Special treatment there? Maybe he lives in a flood zone? Who knows? Get into that. Uh, Lubbock County Judge Curtis Parrish coming up just here after the break. You want to give us the outro here? You're a radio pro. What do you want me to say? Just uh, stay tuned for me after the break. Stay tuned for Jay Leeson right after this. And County Judge Curtis Parrish. Get in with him here. Yeah, a full conversation about the Expo Center, about the rollback rate elections, and about roads. What are we going to do about those roads? Where we're going, we need roads. That's kind of a play on that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, coming right back after the break. Quickie break. Stick right with us here on the other side. You sitting with a grin To the sound of hailstones It's loud enough you gotta yell Here he is in studio, voice of Lubbock County, and also your Red Ra- your <laughs> Texas Tech football Red Raiders. He is County Judge Curtis Parrish right here on the program. There Appreciate you, you coming got, on, bud. Got a little applause meter. That's that's always good. Got Thank your you. bow tie on and everything. Got my bow tie on. This has been a this has been a good day, Jay. We've had a. Uh, commissioner's court meeting today. Yeah, tell me about your day. Well, it's been tell everybody been a about your day. No, we've had it. We 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 met today. Commissioner's court uh, met today. We we meet on every uh, second and fourth Mondays, and so of course this was commissioner's court day. Uh, I guess the the big story of the day is that we passed uh, to the voters to uh, approve a, an election in May uh, for a ninety nine point. $64 million bond package uh, to uh, for our transportation improvement plan. And that was kind of, I guess that was kind of the big story. Of, when are you of say the, pass to the voters. Let's we agree. agree the, you bet. Uh, the what, prepositions. Sure. Here. We agreed to put it on the ballot. We agreed to create a ballot that the voters can vote on in May to decide whether or not they want a uh, the bond package or not. Okay. So it's it's Great. going to be up to them. Ultimately, it's and 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 I'm good with this, and I'll tell you why. I mean, anytime you're going to be pulling money out of people's pocket, I think they need to, a voice in that. And so, um, you know, there there was always a mechanism to to go out and get these as what we call CO bonds, where we don't need voter approval. Mm-hmm. And and I was certified obligation absolutely against that. That that we need the voters of Lubbock County to weigh in on this. Uh, now. I, what I am very confident of, based on the way we're structuring this bond out over the next 20 years, that we will not have a tax increase to accompany that. And, and people have asked, so how do you how do you sell 99 million dollars worth of bonds and not have a tax increase? Well, the answer is 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 pretty simple: that we're only going to sell the bonds as we need them. 
I mean, there's no way we could do $99 million worth of construction today. There's no way. Uh, but Because what, of logistics? Le- logistics, and we just don't have the personnel. I mean, you'd have orange cones all over the county, and we don't want that. We, what we want to do is focus on the projects that we can get done and get started and get done. And Over as those, what duration of time? Uh, this particular Tier 1 projects that we're talking about is over the next 7 to 10 years. Okay. So uh, what we're able to do then is kind of spread those bonds out using um, – our current growth as well, and spreading those out, and only only buying bonds or only issuing bonds whenever we have construction projects due, we're able to do this without a tax increase, and I'm very confident in that. and And I think that's uh, prudent management. I think it's I, I think it's good fiscal government, and also by by should the voters come alongside us in May and pass this, we'll also be able to go out and and capture. Uh, money from the state, uh, from the MPO, and and get that money, uh, matching money, uh, into Lubbock County and turn our $99 million into possibly $200 million. And so, to me, that is a prudent investment that we're asking to for Lubbock County voters to, to, uh, to vote on the in ta- May. The talk two years ago, Judge, was that in order to extend I-27, all MPO money would have to be concentrated on I-27. What does this do to I-27 then, the proposal to extend it to the border? Um, What we're talking about is MPO money that's dedicated to Lubbock County. And so uh, that wouldn't really affect it. Now, now what is going on right now that, that does have an effect on that is Loop 88. There's there's MPO money that's going into the, to the uh, construction Mm -hmm. of Loop 88. That's just beginning. And, uh, but what we're talking about with this particular bond package is is just county roads, roads that are that are maintained, built and maintained by Lubbock County, um, and there is money available from the state through Proposition One money, through Proposition Seven money, uh, that we're able to go out and capture, so that we can turn our money into, we can double it, maybe sometimes, maybe even depending on the project. Maybe a three for one dollar amount that we could get from the state mm-hmm. to, and and I think that's that's prudent fiscal conservative management, and and I'm hoping that the people of Lubbock will go alongside us, and you know, when when I was campaigning and when we were talking about this, mostly people want to know, do you have a plan? What is your vision? And and what I'm very very proud of is this comprehensive transportation plan uh, that the staff has been working on. Uh, through uh, the the ISDs in Lubbock County, through all the communities in Lubbock County, and identifying where the needs are in Lubbock County. And finally, finally, Jay, coming up with a comprehensive plan for the county of Lubbock for the next 20, 25 years. Yeah. And, and, and this is vitally important, and especially if you consider that, that we stand on the shoulders of giants who 25 40 years ago had visions of 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 roads in in Lubbock County that people said you're crazy you're crazy to put a loop 289 out here there's nothing out here nothing but cotton fields but somebody had a vision and they said you know if we build this out here this is where the growth is going to go and we're going to need this road and and I'm telling you where we're going we need roads 
And so I, I'm, I'm asking the people of Lubbock County to come alongside us and, and partner in with us as we take care of the, of the needs. These are not wants, by the way. These are needs, and these are safety needs. And so these, we're going to build good, safe roads for the people of Lubbock County for the next 20, 25 years. So out of deference to you, last time you were on the show, I didn't air some big Lubbock counties pursuing a bond. That's Correct. Good. Good. And we talked about that yeah, because because the decision had not been made, and, and today was the decision-making day. Yeah. So give folks an idea in Lubbock County about where these roads will be, where the major construction of $99 million would be. Well, a, again, it's comprehensive. That means it's countywide. So we've got, uh, and I, I will say right off the bat, the bulk, maybe $35 million of it, uh, will be Woodrow Road. Okay. Uh, and and everybody that that we've talked to knows that this road and the feeder roads that go into it. You know, I'm I'm just as concerned about the north south roads that feed into Woodrow Road as I am Woodrow Road itself. Um, so we're talking about some of those feeder roads. We're also talking about roads in Shallow Water, roads in Idaloo, roads in Slayton, uh, in that in in the county areas as well. Uh, this comprehensive package, this comprehensive transportation plan. Uh, is is made up of 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 upgrades, meaning that uh, we'll go from a a dirt road to a caliche, or a caliche road to a two lane paved road, mm-hmm. a two lane paved road to a five lane road, etc. And they're also looking at, and this was for me the most important part of this plan, looking at safety needs. We've got we've got roads out there that are unsafe to travel on. We've got intersections out in the county that are unsafe right now. And so this construction money goes first to our safety needs so that so that our roads will be safe. And we're getting this input uh from our ISDs who who have to go out and run buses along these county roads and they see how dangerous these roads every single day. So for me, this is a safety issue as well. And alongside of public safety, we've got sheriff's department personnel. I've got EMS personnel that can't get to certain areas of the county because the roads are not passable for them. And so if they can't do that, then people are going to lose their lives. And so this is a very important roads package just for the safety part. And we we can talk about convenience and we can talk about economics, but for public safety, we need to do something today. Something uh, that you you had foresight to put together because you waited how many months between the time that you won till the time you assumed office? Well, uh, the the primary was over in May, and I knew that I did not have a an opponent for the November election, so. Uh, I've been intimately involved in 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 working on this and with together this an impact since May. Comprehensive plan. That's correct. Yeah, and you've heard from the new term now is stakeholders. That's what everybody stakeholders says. Stakeholders is is the term. Yeah. yeah, but it but it's our independent school districts and our communities in so Lubbock County. So what are they going to get in Abernathy? Don't let my antelope show. Well, there there is actually there is actually some identifiable projects up in the northern part of Lubbock County uh, that that Abernathy Independent School District has identified as being a very unsafe road that that is part of our Tier 1 bond package. Let's give folks an idea of what unsafe road is. Here's what I was told whenever I was driving around the farm-owned Chevy Big Ten back in the late 90s. Um, The only way you'll know if somebody's coming 
and the only right of uh, only right of way in this intersection is if you see dirt flying up behind the vehicle. That qualifies as unsafe, right? I I, I would think if that's all you're depending on, uh, you you better hope that we continue to stay in a drought because. Yeah. Because if that's the only way you're going to tell when somebody's coming up to an intersection, yes, so those are unsafe. The big news here on the program, 99.64 million. That's correct. For roads in Lubbock County. And and for a bond election that will be May the 4th, so the people of Lubbock County will, will decide whether or not we're going to have this or not. All we did this morning, hey, I'm, sounds like I'm minimizing it, but what we've done this morning was to approve the election and call for the election in May. Okay. All right. Let me take a note for that. My little nifty iPad called for an election. Um, let's switch over to Expo Center. News coming out last week that the controller, some people call it the controller, but I'm a Bob Bullock enthusiast, so I'll call <laughs> it the controller. I am the controller. That's right. Um, That's my best Bob Bullock. Okay. Use the about all I got. old English. Well, say controller, you're yeah, fired. I'm, I'm the controller. You're, you're fired. Yeah. Um, and 24 million. Some expecting up to 50 million for this facility. Judge, what can we get built for 24 million? And I'm going to ask you this in a two-part manner. When will more private money come in to bump that up closer to $50 million? Uh, so the answer to that question, when will more money come in? It will be before we turn dirt. And I will not begin uh, any phase of construction until we have the money in the bank. Until the money for what exactly? It, what exactly is right? You know, uh, back in in November leading up to the November vote uh that that 50 million was floated out more like a, a wish list they they wished they could build this facility and they went and got some some preliminary bids on based on a x amount of seat arena built out here with this uh with this barn attached to it with this warm up arena attached to it what would that cost and uh they they got some some numbers and it was about $50 million, and so that's what they presented to the people of Lubbock County. Uh, but they also said that we're going to raise this money using the hot tax, or the hot, uh, the hotel occupancy tax, uh, and also with the car rental tax. Now, the, the, the kink in this is that since the election, uh, we've, we've gotten a preliminary word that we cannot collect on the on the car rental tax. You're welcome. I took a lot of heat for putting that out there. Federal, you took the... yeah, Federal Aviation Act of 2018 mm-hmm. That's said right. that you can only use car rental taxes for uh, what's going in at the airport. And I reported that, and well, I was the bad guy there. You're for, a bad guy for for like a week. Like I was trying to rain down on this parade, but I was only put because I. This is what I hate, Judge. I cannot stand when, for me, the intrinsic value wherever you live is the public trust. you got to have the public trust. And if people find out about this after the fact, then you've got a real problem on your hands where there's a conspiracy theorist 
every three doors down your block. And I didn't want people to find out after the fact, so I put it out there. Hey, look, the FAA Act says you can't do this anymore. I don't think we can do car rental money. Rankled a lot of people, but at least it got out there in front of. But even then, it was we can still get a lot of money out of the hot tax. But go ahead. Well, and what we're going to get out of the hot tax, what we found out is from, from our bond council is about $24.6 million, just a little under How 25. How much money does do the bonding agents get in this process? Do you know what percentage? I'm no. sorry to put you on the hot seat. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, I'm, I'm glad you did. We, we, we have them on retainer anyway as, as bond council, so this is just kind of part of their duties for Lubbock County is, yep. to, is to bring us the the estimates that based on what is currently collected and based on also a, a future growth a very conservative because they have to go out and and uh, sell these bonds and so they want to make sure that that growth that they're anticipating is a conservative growth uh, we do know that Lubbock County is growing and I think it's easy to to go out and sell that look at where we where we've been five years ago look where we are today and so can you now project where we're going to be 30 years from now? Because that's what we're talking about is a 30-year bond. And so based on that and, and also based on not putting every single penny of tax collection into the bond, into the debt reduction, uh, we're going to have to hold some back in but reserve. And you... so that being said, that's what drops that number down to 25 to 24.6. That's on a 20-year bond. 30. Is that on thirty? Yes, sir. Okay, twenty-four million on. My understanding and it's was also that not just at twenty. It's also not counting on any money from the car rental, and it's also not counting on any private money. And therein lies probably the key, because we know uh, that there is a a five hundred one c a private group out there that's that's willing to go out and raise money, and if they're willing to go out and raise money, and if they put in you know 20 million let's say they go out and raise 20 million then we have a public private partnership and now we've got a 46 million dollar facility and that's probably closer to more what their you, reality is when do you want to see this thing come to a conclusion have you put a date on if you're going to raise this money raise it by this date so we can make a decision here i've i've not put a timeline on that yet uh, again uh we're still we're still talking with them and still trying to See, we, we do have the luxury of just a little bit of time, but what I'm hoping to do is, is at least within the next two months, come up with a, a, a definite plan going forward, whether it is uh, and working with this 501c3, finding out exactly how much money that they will be able to go out and raise in a private partnership. Judge Curtis Parrish with us here. What, in your mind, constitutes a luxury of time? Like, is there... What amount of time do you want to give them? And I'm talking about the 501c3. How long do you need here? Have you given them a date that you want them to get back with you on? No. Private. Donations? No, I mean they they've they've already um, mentioned and told us that they've got 10 million. Uh, and then they've got the they've got the pledges for for 10 million. Obviously, we want to see this if we're going to do this public private partnership. Um, we're going to see a little bit definite more than just kind of a pledge we need to make sure that we've got that money in the bank so yeah. that we can uh, begin the process of construction 
Matt Dotre just entered the intrepid reporter from the Lubbock Avalanche Journal just entering the studio. He's got a cool ten million. Just put put Matt down for ten million. He can write a check, I think. Yeah, yeah I think he I he, think Jay, you could write a check. He, he could clear that today. Yeah, we aren't ready to go in with the uh Leeson Expo Center just quite yet, Judge. Um tell me let's switch from that. So well, before we switch from that, when do you want to know? Like is there a date in mind that you have where you? Well, like I said, we, with, within the next month or two, we're going to have to, um, you know, make the decision on on how we're going to go forward with this. I I don't think at twenty four point six million we we get a facility that I think would serve Lubbock County's needs for the next forty fifty years. So we're going to have to look at these private partnerships. We're going to have to look at at maybe revenue sources from from other entities, maybe partnering with other communities or partnering with a a, a major university here in town. Yeah. That's that that's one possibility. There's lots of possibilities. But and, and so, judge, and I'll just say this: that I've talked with officials in San Angelo, the fifth largest rodeo venue in the country who say that this is their top moneymaker. Whenever you're going out looking for bonds, for roads, it has to be in the back of your mind that there's huge upside to this Expo Center. There is. Um, you have Quality be- of life, et cetera, all of those things. You're right. There's a huge upside to it. Um, and and because we're using, as, as a governmental entity, we're using the hot, Ideally, what we want to do is build a facility that will increase our hotel occupancy so that we can get more hotel occupancy tax. And that's really kind of the kind of the major point of this, not just to give the people of Lubbock County a, a quality facility that for their quality of life, but also build something that will draw in visitors because in therein lies the way we're going to fund this building. Um Terry asking, and you can modify this question, but what the hell are we going to do about this dump out by the airport? Is that a city issue? Is that a county that's issue? That's a uh, right now, in my opinion, that's a state of Texas issue. That's a they're the ones that that licensed that facility, and I I believe it should be uh, up to them. TCEQ. To TCEQ. Uh, I don't know where we're at with that right now, but uh, it's going to be a, a monster cleanup operation, whether it's city, cost? county, or What's state, or federal government. I've heard thirty. I've heard sixty I've, million. I'm, I'm like you. I've I've heard, I've not heard officially what it would cost. Have but, you heard but anything, Dotre? I can't think of any numbers. Okay. No, but right. I know every legislative session, it's part of the city's main priorities. Yeah. And it's on their list of priorities this year, too. So they're going to be trying to get state money. Okay. Um, I know the county, I think the county and the city uh, don't really want to touch it. Well, it, it, it it's an expensive operation. Let's I mean, just... that would be like two-thirds of your bond package to clean that place up. Well, it would be Woodrow Road to clean it up. Yeah, so at there least. You go. At the very so least. So we, we can... And then we... whatever it costs Abernathy. Yeah, well... I'm, again, you can write us a check, Jay. You can make it out to Lubbock County. Okay. We'll be okay. I'll, I'll talk to Mrs. Leeson about Would you that. please? Uh, let's close out with this. We're bleeding in some Dotre time. Dotre's a big favorite on the program. Um, I've got somebody texting in saying it's going to be $8 million to clean it up. So numbers are pretty much everywhere on that. Um, SB2, House Bill 2, Senate Bill 2, 
House Bill 2 would put a cap on, right now it's 8%. You can only raise 8%. Any more than that would go to a rollback rate election. SB 2 and uh, House Bill 2 right out of the gate are at 2.5%. Judge, what are your feelings on this legislation? Do you feel, the feel I get from people is that it puts local representation at odds with state representation and there's going to be a huge chasm that begins to to divide those two what are your feelings on it well uh, 2.5% and again it's it's formulatic too so you know that 2.5 is based on growth that's over here and you know not not on new property etc um but but roughly, I think you're right. I think for for simplified purposes, we're lowering that trigger election rate from eight to two point five. Um, I've, I've always said all along, uh, if those who want tax reform, you have to have spending reform right alongside it, uh, or or else they'll both fail. So if you want spending reform, you have to have tax reform. So what I would like to see come out of the legislature is a spending reform bill. If they're going to do a tax reform bill, we need to see a spending reform bill. Ideally, I don't have a problem with 2.5%. That That's not a problem uh, for us here in Lubbock County, uh, and and I think it's it, it's feasible for us. We're okay with that. If, 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 it, if it's it, 2.5%, all we're asking is, if we need to raise taxes more than 2.5%, will you, the voters, come alongside us? And I think, you know, and, and, and I'll go back to exactly what I've said all along. If we're going to reach in and pull money out of your pocket, you ought to have a say in that. And so I don't have a problem with the cap. Now, Judge, let, I, me, let me ask you this. Sure. Be, be candid with me. I am. Let's say that China comes in and we start a cotton trade war. Okay next week and cotton being a five billion dollar industry within a hundred miles of lubbock china comes in puts together a trade war and you don't get the revenues that you need at that point and then folks like empower texans and others come in and want to make an example of lubbock county with outside influence you're okay with it at that point? I tend to think you would not be okay well, with outside influences coming No, I'm in not. I, in, in, when I, think commodity, what you, I think what you're talking about is two different issues. I, how so? You, you asked me about the 2.5% cap for a trigger election on 25 and I'm okay with that. Now, all this, what what I'm not okay with, and it's it, in that your scenario doesn't scare me as much as the scenario of the Texas legislature putting unfunded mandates back to the county. Okay. So requiring us to provide, you know, a multi-million dollar service to the people of Texas and not give us the money to pay for that. Indigent defense. Indigent and... defense is one. They're about $50 million in arrears on that, the state of Texas. They, they come through with... facilities the... for 17-year-olds who are juveniles. That's, that's exactly... That that more that to me is more of the nightmare scenario okay. than than the one that you've come up with. <laughs> I didn't have to try real hard. Well, Go ahead. but I didn't have to try real hard either because the Texas legislature is considering 
uh, that those two very things that I've just talked about mm-hmm. those that the to raising the age of accountability from 17 to 18 that will that will nearly trigger us to do a 5 to 6 million dollar uh, upgrade to our juvenile justice center why not just five put six- that on your bond too judge <laughs> is I there anyth- is there anything else you want to <laughs> that's a non appreciative look i just got <laughs> no trick can vouch for it. well what i'm what I I, th- kind of, I think, but that's exactly but my what point, you had to do with the juvenile justice in the first place. But my point is, is that that tax reform needs to come with spending reform, and they need to come hand in hand. The governor has mentioned that he's all for this two point five cap, but he's also mentioned that he is against unfunded mandates, and so I'm going to hold him to both. If so he, where's if, SB three? Where's SB? Where's Where's House Bill four? I don't know where it is. Okay. Judge, it's always good to have you on. It's good to be Candid here. Candid discussion. One day we're going to Facebook Live you tying your bow tie <laughs> right here on the program. Well, it's it's about time to untie it and, and loose, yeah. loosen the collar up a we're little gonna bit. We're going to let you do that. You just listen to me and Dotre on your way home. I will do that very thing. County Thank you, Jay. Judge Curtis Parrish right here. Appreciate the time, Judge. Thank you. Appreciate it as well. Get into a quickie break. Get Matt Dotre right here on your other side of Texas. Now is the time on Monday when we go to our intrepid Lubbock Avalanche Journal reporter, Matt Dotre. Hello. And see what's going on. Matt Dotre, how are you? I'm good. This is three Mondays in a row. Well, we're going to try to make you a regular here. All right. Sounds good. This is what the people think of you. They like to give you the applause. No, it's good. (laughs) It's good to hear from... And I always thought this about uh, Max Lucado, judge still in studio. Judge, if you're going to hang around, feel free to chime in as we go along here. Max Lucado, a good church of Christ. Um, Amen. Max, <laughs> Max, Max Lucado, uh, a Christian author. And, uh, you know, once I heard Max Lucado preach, I really I was disappointed because of how good he writes. But people can listen to you and say, not only is he right well, he's also articulate. That's very nice of it's, you to say. It's good for people to have a grasp on Matt Dotre. So, Matt, tell us on a Lubbock Monday what you've been looking at and what you're interested in right now. Well, today I think uh, <laughs> I've been hanging out with the county judge for most of the day. <laughs> um they're definitely keeping me busy, um, both with, of course, the bond election, um, and then there's just kind of some discussions uh, with the medical examiner's office. I don't, I don't know if you asked the judge about it. Or no, earlier, we but, didn't. Go ahead. Um, well, according to information that came last week, the uh, DA's office is just asking um, the Texas Rangers to look into. I believe the quote was any and all um, issues um, that have. Uh, kind of been trickling or being rumored um to take place that are taking place um at the medical like what? office don't um, be vague with me well like, i mean i'm kind of being dead vague bodies and people know don't know the names well, i because i haven't gotten anything confirmed 
yet either. Is but what have you heard? Why vague. did you get involved in it? Well, oh, okay. Well, it all kind of came to a head uh, at the county commissioners' meeting today. Um, I, I'm not sure who put it on the agenda, but um, they were scheduled. Um, and <laughs> judge again, if you want to hop in any time, please do. They were scheduled um, to talk about it because. The county has been contracting out medical examiner services with NAG Pathology Labs based out of California mm-hmm. since, um, I believe, August, mid-August of last year. Um, and since that time, there has been significant turnover. I was just told today that, well, first, let me go ahead and say that the previous medical examiner, Dr. Natarajan, retired around the same time. Um, and... Since that time, uh, just one person under Dr. Natarajan is currently there. Out of how many? Um, uh, around 10. So what are, you, what are you telling me? Like this is a turnover of a stripes or or an allsups? So listen, there... Allsups generally retain people longer. But uh, which which one goes... There are some serious questions that are being brought up. Um, I guess let me just talk on two... Uh, one of them is that people are performing autopsies who shouldn't be aut- performing what? autopsies. Um, again, how I mentioned that NAAG is based out of California, there's questions about whether or not these people are licensed in the state of Texas. That's one. To determine how they died. Yes. Which would, could impact life insurance policies. And in, You're blowing my mind right now, though, right. Trey. Well, this is why we well, have you on. Well... Put your seatbelt on, because here's number two. Oh. <laughs> um, there's also don't questions. die in Lubbock County. <laughs> well, That's my new bumper sticker. Well, and, and then so the former employees again. I haven't gotten this, you know, confirmed. I'm just asking around. NAG uh, didn't get back to me today. Um, they just this this situation that this former employee described is just that of just lazy autopsies. Um, you know, if someone comes in and um, they're overweight, for example, then they just say, oh, well, overweight, heart failures, um, that's it. And then they just kind of diagnose it from there. Again, these are accusations that I have not um, confirmed by numerous sources, but these are according to two former employees. And then one is that... But two former employees, are they willing to go on the record? Or? Right, yeah, they gave me their name. So there was just a little bit of... Wow. Um, there was just a so they got they got stake in the game. Overlap. Right. Well, they have they yeah they so they were fired when NAAG took over medical examiner services for telling the truth. No, no, just um, they wanted to do their own thing. They brought a bunch of people in from California, is my understanding, and it's just kind of new services. And and and, and the county did this the previous county commissioners before uh, Judge Parrish was sworn into office. They did it as kind of a cost-saving measure. Oh, wow. You know. (laughs) Judge, you got anything to say here? I'm glad you stuck around. I could die and they'd be like, Fatso had a heart attack when really I got shot in the back by my neighbor who's tired of me piling up trash on Sundays in the dumpster. I, I cannot comment on ongoing investigations. Okay, what else do <laughs> That's about the gist of it. So it's being investigated. It's being looked at as it seems like um, it should, and a third-party independent 
uh, group is coming in, and of course the DA. Whoa, whoa, this whoa, is a, whoa. a third party group. Is, well, it's just the Texas Rangers is what I'm talking oh, about. Kind well, of that's a hell of a third right, party for sure, group for sure. Okay. And of course, right. yeah. I mean, this is extremely. Uh, uh, they need to sort this out, obviously. So the Rangers are here looking at this very issue. That is my understanding, yes. Hey, they'll get those confirmations real fast. Right. <laughs> Are you in contact with the Rangers? No, no. Should you get but that's going to be with yes, the this is you're, you're, We're talking about what I'm going to be doing for the rest of the week, yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. So there could be some wrongful deaths that are out there. Right. How many do you think? I'm not sure. They haven't been here that, you know, since, since August. August. Yeah. Right, right. And then there's talk that... I mean, the current, and again, I've, I've reached out to his office. I haven't heard back, but the current, the acting chief, uh, Dr. Andrews, um, is only here a few days a week is what they're claiming. So where does he come just, in from? Yeah, I think he does kind of his own private, this NAG is just kind of private contract. Wait, he comes in from California places. for a couple of days a week? <laughs> yes, that's my understanding. What kind of yes. sideshow operation are we running here? I mean, really? It's re- absolutely it's really serious stuff. There's a lot on the line for a lot. Like yeah. I used to be mad at Rager Dykes, now I'm getting mad about this. Right, and it all just kind of um, blew up, I guess. How much today. would it cost to make this right to get a competent group in? That's not like the lowest bidder. Do you know? I don't. I don't know what the year judge. Do you know? Is, no. You can't. You can't comment on. I, I can't comment on any ongoing investigation. That's going to be the new cut for you. Okay. I'm really glad that you stuck around. I'm laughing, but really, I'm kind of furious. Like, really, this is where we're going to cut bucks for sure. Man. Okay. This... Woo! Nice lead there. I'm glad we didn't talk on the... That's, happy, that's happy, what my monologue would have been on. Happy Monday. Happy to be here. Okay, so what else are you working on, bud? Golly, as I wipe like the mad laugh tears out of my eyes. Go ahead. So, and then uh, today just working on, um, yeah, the Bond election. Hold which on, course- just today. People are being told that they died for reasons that they didn't die for. That's what families are being told? No, no, this hasn't... No, no, but you just said overweight. So I'm probably a good twenty or fifty pounds overweight. I, they're gonna tell me, tell my wife I died of a heart attack, when really I died of like, I don't know, the weed eater hitting an. Well, uh, listen, these are I would imagine. Or I would something? imagine these are very smart people. No, the pic the the picture I painted is just kind of your most basic example i'm sure if you <laughs> if you were working with a weed eater and it chopped off your foot and you bled out i'm sure that they would notice your foot is gone <laughs> they would or blue that way right so, okay but judge at the very least give me this it's something that you're aware of yes we are very aware of it um we do we we are getting reports as as they would potentially come in but we're not is um, Dotre ev- behind or ahead of the story I'm very much behind thanks go ahead judge but what ha- what has what what has happened is cuz you raised it what ha- what has happened is that is that this investigation is now in the hands of the Texas Rangers and so uh we're going to be awaiting their 
um, results to us. I don't know how long that will take. I, I, I have no idea. And, and they're not going to give us any timeline as to when they're going to release the results of their investigation. In the meantime, uh, while they're doing their job, we're not going to comment. Okay. At least give me this, Judge. What happens first? Private donations get to $15 million or you get the Rangers report on the autopsies? I'll take that. Go ahead, do it. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm such a congenial host that you guys will still come to the show later. I've been waiting for you to get me in trouble, and now <laughs> you aren't in trouble. Here's the day. Thanks. Okay. What else you working on? Go ahead. You just said it, but reiterate it so I can get my mind back on track. Right. Um, well, th- yeah. Then this week, um, talking, doing the bond election, and then I need to write. I haven't written about the Expo Center yet, so uh, that's something that I need to pursue. These numbers uh, from the comptroller's office at the county. And you, but you were talking with the judge. Yeah, you were talking with the judge about this on my way in. So I think yeah. your listeners. I, are all I can comment on that. <laughs> yeah, sure you can. Um, so, and then I guess well. The, Judge, uh, I guess I have a question for you. So, sure. d- you know, during the commissioner's meeting um, today, I guess, you know, it didn't pass unanimously. It was a 3-2 vote. Mm-hmm. Um, those uh, who voted no weren't necessarily, my understanding, they weren't against the bond in and of itself, just the timing. Um, and I the, Of the, the bond election. The time, yes. Bring the rest of us in on what right, you the timing, were talking about. Right. The timing of the bond election, um, Commissioner Chad C. actually made a motion to table it until a uh, later date, which in talking with people afterwards, he was saying, well, we should wait until November. So really... Who else voted against it? Uh, Jason Corley. Okay. And he also said they 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 wanted to get a budget cycle under their belt. And I'm quoting him when uh, Jason said that. Um, they, so I guess, Judge, kind of what, what went into your thinking, the difference between having it in May and having it in November. Well, the uh, r- really my my particular point of view is that is that all the issues that that are before us for the May election will be before us for the November election. Uh, and it, we we've dealt with past commissioners courts that have continually kicked the can down the road, literally kicked the can down the road. And so the the best time there's two best times to plant a tree and the first one's 20 years ago and the second one is today and so we do have a comprehensive plan i think if we did not have a a plan that was approved unanimously by the court going forward for the next 20 25 years i would say it would be a little too soon but now that we've got the plan we know exactly where our needs are uh, not our wants, but our needs, and we know what our needs are going to be in the next 10, 20 years, then the time to go forward is today. Uh, also, uh, because of the opportunity that the, the opportunity that the Texas legislature is giving us and meeting right now, uh, and if, if anybody is a prophet and knows what the Texas legislature is going to do, please, you know, buy me a lottery ticket i'm ready to go i'm here every day five to six so um it it's likely that that some of the some of the rules that we have that we can go after some matching money is likely to change and so after uh, september 1st we won't be able to to get the all the matching money that we're going to and so i think it's prudent i think it's i think it's conservative i think it's prudent 
I think it's fiscally responsible for us to go after that money. And the only way for us to do that is to pass this bond election. Mm -hmm. Then we can go and use our money to leverage the state to potentially double what we have Mm -hmm. before before the opportunity goes away from us. Right. Do you do you foresee the recent news about the Expo Center? Do you hold on? Tell me, tell me. Any answers you get here, you're going to give us credit in the Avalanche Journal. Right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Do you foresee? Go ahead. Well, I guess I, I'm just curious if you think the Expo Center will have any impact on the vote. Because from the outside, from yeah, the they, outside, they, seem they sure be... seem similar. And let me also say this. Um, most people don't turn out during May elections. I'm hearing predictions of about 16,000 well, ballots will, are going to get it, cast. It will be the only thing on the ballot in for, May. For the city of Lubbock and Lubbock ISD, right. Yeah, they, they, won't, they won't have any items on the budget, items on the ballot. Right. So it will be the only thing on the ballot uh, will be this bond election. But I'll say, if, if you're going to bring up the, the Expo Center, the issues of the Expo Center will still be with us in November mm-hmm. as well. So... So so just just saying well we're going to put it off till we get the expo center straightened up. We're going to have those ex, we're going to have those issues in November or next May as well. There will always be an issue coming up and it doesn't matter what that issue is. The the key is when do you want safe good roads? When do you want them? And I I wanted them yesterday. I don't know about you Jay. 20 years ago. 20 years when ago. When I was in the Big 10 waiting for the all the uh, dirt fog up behind yeah. uh, so, uh, opposing intersections. We, we've got some serious safety issues out mm-hmm. there that, that we need to deal with today. Um, and so we're asking the people of Lubbock County to come alongside us. Um, if we waited till November, there's going to be issues down the line, and we're just going to continually kick that can down the road. So in my from my perspective, um, and and... And I'm like you. The people that I've talked to are not against the bond election. They're not against uh, doing this for Lubbock County. It's just the timing of it. And so I'm here to say I believe the timing and and the best time to do that is today. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, but so the MPO is currently paying for engineering and design of Woodrow Road, That's right? correct. That's right. Um, it, it just just to tune about $2.6 Right, right. Okay. So On, on a $35-plus million dollar project right so so we still got a lot more money to put into this and and i guess the reason i ask that is because the soonest we would ever see construction cones is probably two years i keep hearing two years that and and that would be correct because that that is the nature of how you do these things but if we don't pass this bond election it could be 10 years from now Mm -hmm. all right you got these figured out here I think we're good. Jay, good to see you. <laughs> Hi, Jay. How are you? <laughs> I'm just going to let you two talk amongst yourselves. No, but i tell you what. I give you full credit for this, Judge. Most politicians, when they see Dotre walk in, would say, Hey, guys, uh, during the break, get up, cordially say, Okay, goodbye. You would. Most politicians would not sit well, around. Well, you know, I, I come from a media background. And, and and I do believe, and, and I believe this with all my heart, that the best government is an open, honest, and transparent government. And and I do not mind. Uh, and, and if there's things I can't talk about, I'll tell you, I can't talk about it. Ongoing investigation. It's an ongoing investigation. <laughs> I can't talk about it. But but I, I think that's what 
I, I think that's what we should demand from from the people who lead our government. Yeah, we we demand uh, answers. It may not be answers that we like, and it may not be answers that are suitable for the day. But we do demand answers, and uh, and I think from my years in media, I I understand that. And so as county judge, I want to always be available to to be open, honest, and transparent about your government. It's yeah. I, it's we the people. It's not me the government. Uh, Dotre, just a couple of minutes left here. Mm-hmm. Um, I should have just opened up and just left the room and said Dotre and the judge and <laughs> let you guys because it's Dotre and the judge. It sounds like a bad sitcom. It's a, it's a great it, it's great radio. Uh, what else we got coming down the pike? I know there's a city council meeting tomorrow. I truthfully haven't looked at the council agenda. <laughs> the council is sitting back. I know they yes. love this. I know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> turn of events <laughs> for sure for sure so uh council meeting tomorrow bonds today mm-hmm. also looking into medical examiner's office yep the expo center that sign ordinance that i talked about last week i'm trying i'm working on that for this weekend okay tell My us ed- more about that no Dro- we talked about it last on. week no it's fine go ahead just kind of the c- new listeners every week go ahead oh okay okay uh, just the city of Lubbock has a very strict sign ordinance yeah for um, billboards Right, for billboards. And, but even, like, commercial properties, you know, they can't. Uh-huh. Uh, you, you don't see McDonald's with a, you know, 50-foot-high, you know, sign in their parking lot. So it's, you know, it's a very conscious, very strict sign ordinance that gets brought up a lot because people – and I think there's an ongoing lawsuit. I mean, the billboard companies uh, do not like it. It is weird whenever you travel to other cities and then you come into Lubbock and – you don't see those. Right. And the great Molly Ivins said Lubbock is 83.3% sky, and you still <laughs> don't see billboards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But since we talked last week, I have been noticing them more around the loop. There are quite a few around the loop. There are. I, I always see And I see think that's just one. kind of it. You mentioned the who... one in South Lubbock. I noticed one in, like, on the West Loop uh, this week. Um, Dude, the one at University in the Loop? Right. Right. That's the hot spot, and that's a hot spot during political season, too. uh, A lot of people put up their campaign. I can confirm, Judge, that you did not put up campaign ads on that particular billboard because you are are exactly correct. Your opponent. So maybe it doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's where we're going to have to leave this one. Dotre. Good as always. Thank you. It was Avid a Red Raider fan, by the way. Yeah. Red Raider basketball. And since fan. we talked last, we're on what a, a two-game win streak. Yeah. Did fifteen, you see the, number fifteen. Right. In the nation. That's awesome. We're boosting you, up. Did you see the news today? I've not been to any of those games. Really? With the freshman getting. The yeah, Kayvon Moore, but he played two minutes. I don't understand why. I, I don't understand. He's but only played two minutes he, all season. He played two minutes. Yeah. So you know he was hurt. Some a leg injury. Everyone was kind of waiting. And we didn't know how good Kyler Edwards was going to be. That that's a nice surprise. But he was more was him. Mo- he's, taking, he's trying to take Williams's job. <laughs> yeah, I, this is. I'm just. This is just uh, a promo. Yeah. Move over, All right, Don. I'm done. Move over, Don Williams. <laughs> uh, one texter saying the sign ordinance needs to be redone. It's good, but needs to be brought into the century. Mm-hmm. So, mm. Yeah. Technology changes. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I, golly, let me pull it up real quick because I want to get your take on it. There was a 
dumpster fire at West Virginia. Let's switch over to sports with Matt Dotre for just a second. Dumpster fire at West Virginia, and the latest is that West Virginia has dismissed Issa Ahmad and Wesley Harris for violation of athletic department policies per the school. Hmm. So, Bob Huggins, you know what? I'm glad that Bob Huggins isn't going to die in Lubbock County because... <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, my God. He went there, didn't he? <laughs> because Huggins is most likely going to go down with a heart attack, but the Lubbock County Medical Examiner would just say, yeah, it was a heart attack. <laughs> I want to get the judges' take on football. We have the voice of Absolutely, uh, man. Football I'm, I'm excited about Red Raider football. Are you? Very, very much so. We had Coach Yost on the show. Did you hear it? M- Mr. Hare. What would you think of his hair? Did you love it? Coach Yost. Man, yeah, he's, man. He's got great hair. I led him with uh, – if. You and I walk into a bar, what am I buying you? And he went with Diet Coke. And yeah. I thought, that's well, a safe play. Well, I'm, it's a safe play. I'm telling you, I, I like the way uh, Coach Wells' team uh, is out recruiting. They're recruiting amazingly well right now, especially. And, and I think it's, you know, we've heard over the years, oh, it's hard to recruit to Lubbock, impossible to recruit to Lubbock. And I, I think that that has been a falsehood. I think it's easy to recruit to Lubbock. Lubbock is, is, is a great community, and Texas Tech is a great university with a great football program, and, uh, and, and recruits are really excited about coming to Lubbock to play football. And if the judge says this in the midst of a red flag warning. I was about to say, not today. My truck, no, you know my truck barely made it on, in the interstate. You know what? That's, you, you can talk about that, but what you, you want to be in California with all the wildfires? I don't think so. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly happy in Lubbock, Texas. Well enough said. Perfectly happy in West Texas and Lubbock, Texas. He is Judge Curtis Parrish in Avalanche Journal's Matt Dotre. You're going to sign off this edition of The Other Side. Uh, good fan. Hey, you can doubt now. They told me today that we are on Spotify. So, Literally anywhere you can get a podcast, you can hear to this program. If you're just tuning in, just go plug into your phone. Other Side of Texas podcast, you can download it anywhere now. Uh, Thanks for those of you who make this program possible and uh, listen to it like you do. Sundays are our big day. Lots and lots of people listen on Sundays, catching up on the program so they're going to hear us laugh pretty hard or at least me laugh pretty hard over the course of this program <laughs> appreciate both of you guys coming out gonna get home gotta get home great family above average dinner especially because i'm mr mom right now until next time rave on buddies rave on we'll see you next edition of other side of texas Ship on the mountain,